So, hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? No, no, you know, it's, it's been a week. It's, How so? Please tell it's me. It's been a week. So, first and foremost, I feel like we need to apologize to our listeners for last week's episode. Yes. Because... <laughs> We were both not in the right state of mind. We were both in the completely, like, shit state of mind. Like, I was sick. I had a respiratory infection. Plus, my sinuses were all forms of fuck you. And my brain was just not pumping serotonin. Yeah, (laughs) like, depression was just hitting us both hardcore that day. (laughs) And my sinuses were like, nope. And I was on so much medication that... I, I don't even think that it was probably the required amount. I think it was like probably a little bit more than the required amount because I, <laughs> I am a huge freaking baby. Yeah. When it comes to being sick. So I, like usually when I'm sick, I just want nobody to bother me. I want to sleep for days on end. Yeah. So I feel that. I feel like that's literally what you wanted as well. I literally just wanted to lay in bed and scroll through TikTok. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. But I was like, nope, I have a job to do. And that job is to record for our very tiny following. So thank you for those who are sticking with us. Yes, thank you all. Yes. So, But we apologize for the dumpster fire that was last week's episode. (laughs) Yes. And um, But I heard that uh, last week's episode kind of brought on a little uh, bad uh, Yeah, some bad juju. Yeah. So Robert the Doll... I feel like I need to apologize to him, and I do need to apologize to him, because I did a shit job covering (laughs) his story, and I'm pretty sure he took it out on me, because we recorded on that Sunday, and then Monday came around, and (laughs) on the way home, I had, it was me and Emma, you know, so coming home from work, I was on 50, and there was some traffic. And so we were stopped, and this stupid-ass truck, pickup truck, going 50 miles an hour, wasn't paying attention to the fact that traffic was stopped. Oh, no. Slammed into the back of a Mustang, and then that Mustang slammed into the back of me. No. This is my third fucking accident in a year. But, oh. The first one being May 16th of last year. And then this one happened on my, not only, this is May 20th, so that was my brother's birthday. So it happened on my brother's birthday, and it just so happened to be my half birthday. Oh, gosh. Because my brother and I are two and a half years apart to the day. So I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? But I mean, your car is a trooper. It is a Compared to the damage on the other cars that I saw. The Kia Soul, I'm going to say this right now, and I know like, we're not being, I'm just FYI throwing it out there. We are not sponsored. And I know that we're probably not good enough to be sponsored yet. So, but if anybody wants to sponsor us, please do. But anyway, but no, I I mean, I have a 2016 Kia Soul, and that thing took a beating. Yeah. And it's still good. Like, that thing has definitely like proved its worth and safety. But there's a. There are a few, some few things because we went to a dealership yesterday mm-hmm. to get some numbers about trade-in. And at the end of the day, there was some information that I found out that I am not happy with that I can't really divulge in a podcast yeah. for legal reasons because I'm, I'm currently within three lawsuits now Damn. with insurance companies. So I can't really go into too much detail. Yeah. But let's just say that there was information that I found out that I was not extremely happy with. And 
year before I had emailed my lawyer. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, I am so pissed. But, um, yeah, so now my car is in the shop again. Mm. And I won't get it back until sometime this week or next week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. So, but... Robert, I am so sorry. Yes, Robert. No, so I am sorry. so sorry. I did not do your story justice. Please forgive me. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just glad. You know what I'm happy about, though? What? What's that? I'm glad that the Mustang took the brunt of it. Yeah. <laughs> the, everybody was okay. I need to. That's I good. need to do a disclaimer. Everybody was okay. Okay, I, I'm, I'm in pain right now, I hurt, because I was still dealing with injuries from the first accident, yeah. and then the second accident in March. So, I mean, I'm still hurting. Um, so this just, you know, fuels the fire. It, it, yeah, just add a fuel to the fire and just put me back to square one, basically. Um, I mean, but everybody else, like, an ambulance came to the scene to check out Emma to make sure that she was okay. Mm-hmm. I, myself, I, um, Kyle picked us up at the scene of the accident because my car couldn't, my car wasn't drivable after that. Dang. And so I had to be towed. So Kyle yeah. came and picked us up and took me to the hospital just to get x-rays and everything. And um, I don't know about the other two, but all I know is that, oh, my God, I went mama bear. Hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore. Because who? one of the guys came up, like the guy that was driving the truck came up to my car because he knew that I had, I guess he saw that I had Emma in the car, yeah. and he's like, oh, my God, are you okay, sweetie? I'm like, get the fuck away from my car. Get the fuck away from me. Get the fuck away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so pissed. I understand. Like, I feel like that is the proper response, especially if you have a child in your car. Like, I understand that the other person was trying to be like, hey, I'm sorry, but also at the same time, like, learn to fucking drive. Yeah. Get off like, your phone. Don't – if you see traffic at a stop – Brakes, yeah. All cars should be equipped with them at this day and age. Apparently, he said that. Um, I guess he told the police that he, I guess, just looked down briefly to get something, and he didn't realize traffic was stopped. I'm like, bullshit! You were on your phone. Yeah. So that is literally. I can drive. I drive up and down Sand Lake Road. Yeah. Every single day for work, and every single person is on their phone and not paying attention to the road, and it just irks me so much. I know. Because it's just like, this is what causes accidents. Yeah. Like, just get off your phone, drive. You can answer your phone it's when like, you get to the place you need to be. You're the reason why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Yeah. So, that was my week. <sighs> Did we even introduce each other? We just no, like, we didn't. Hi, my name is Stephanie. And I'm Erica. And you're and listening to... Cheers from the Cheers grave. Cheers from the grave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're just going to keep that because whatever, we're human, right? Yes, we're... So... Hula. We are human and we err. We err. 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 So how was you? How are, how are you? How was your week? My week has been a challenge. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I saw that you were sleeping a lot. Oh, my gosh. You I had all the posts about naps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like during the week I couldn't sleep much at all, but yesterday I was researching more of our information for our episodes and I fell asleep in the middle of it, and then I woke up this morning at 8.45, and I was like, I was just reading something, and it was 6.30 p.m. Oh <laughs> so God. I Oops. slept, and it was well needed because I've been averaging about two or three hours a night. Oh, shit. And so I've not been on my game. Yeah. 
but today I definitely needed those two and a half cups of coffee. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you messaged me this morning. You're like, I can barely keep my eyes awake. I'm like, we can like reschedule if you really need I to. I was like, no, we're going to do no, this. We're going to do Just this. put some coffee on. Yeah, we I'll got this. Like, I'll have coffee waiting for you when you get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I injured my knee about two days ago. Oof. Um, just for, uh, you know, just out of fun, injured my knee, it popped. And then, uh, so it's been a struggle for that. But other than that, it's nothing compared to a car accident. Oh my God. So that is all you. Oh God. <laughs> it sucked so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the worst. And all of which were rear ends. That's the thing. None of which were my fault. Apparently I just have this huge sign on my car that says, please hit me, hit my ass. I think the last accident I got in, no, the one before the last accident, I actually, somebody completely pulled out in front of me and slammed on their brakes. <gasps> and so I hit them. I had no reaction time. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, the, they didn't find you at fault for that, right? Because if they... They found a, me at fault because welcome to Florida. Well, no, Florida's a no-fault state, It is a no-fault state, but still the police officer was like, no, nah, because you hit them. It's your fault. It's like, was they like, cut my reaction They literally time. cut me off. There was nobody else on the road. Yeah. They turned into my lane, slammed on the brakes, and I hit them. You know that's an, you know that most likely was an insurance scam thing then? Yeah. Most likely, because some people do that. Just to get, like, insurance money and shit. And that's why I really want to get a dash cam. <laughs> Just so I can be like, oh. Yo, after all this, I want a dash cam, yeah. too. I've been looking at them. Both, like, front and rear ones. Yeah. So. Maybe we should talk about ghosts. <laughs> Maybe we should instead this, of car Nobody accidents. wants to sit here and, like, listen to our <laughs> lives. I mean, I know that some people are like, oh, my God. How are they? Yo, I pissed off Robert the doll and I got into an accident. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So, but let's talk about ghosts. Yes, let's talk about yeah. ghosts. What do you have for us? So, let's, uh, I, I love St. Augustine. And so I know that we both wanted St. Augustine is the most beautiful place. Oh, I love oh, it there. Oh my gosh. So I know that we were talking, we wanted to do the St. Augustine theme. Are you okay? You almost dropped your Yes, no, I almost dropped my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, at least it's carpet and not like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, let's so, talk about our... Uh, yeah, let's talk about St. Augustine. I uh, I picked, uh, because we both love St. Augustine yes. so much. Um, it is a absolutely beautiful, beautiful town, city. It is. If I could afford to live there, I would. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, but one of the ones that I, uh, one of the buildings that is there that I love and that I wanted to cover was old St. John's jail. Oh yeah. So let's talk about the jail. Um, Nothing better than a jail story, right? Jail (laughs) stories are terrifying. And when I was researching this, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. To side note, I went on a haunted uh, trolley ride that they have Mm -hmm. there. And uh, it was by uh, the Ghosts and Gravestones. They're actually like one of the most popular tro- uh, trolley haunted trolley rides. Okay. In St. Augustine. Yeah, I heard they do lots of different tours throughout St. Augustine as they well. They do, and actually, they have. It's one of the good ones. Like I, my uh, friend Mandy and Leanne and I, we all went one day. I took them on their birthday because their birthdays fell like within a couple days of each other. Nice. So as a birthday gift, uh, we all went to St. Augustine, and I treated them to a haunted tour. Um, on that. So it was really, really fun. Uh, but one of the things that we did was we went to old St. John's jail. 
Ooh. Yeah. Um, now, we were only able to see a portion of the jail, uh, which is like the main, like the death row block and then the main block that was um, the second floor up. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see the actual like full jail because it's only open during, like the full jail is open during the day for regular stuff. So I need to go back so I can see the actual jail. We but should do that. We will. It is going to happen. So... Old St. John's Jail. Uh, let's start with a little bit of history, because history is awesome. Yes. So the building was designed and constructed by the name of P.J. Pauly. Uh, the jail, um, it's a jail building and manufacturing company of St. Louis, Missouri, and was built in 1891. Um, it was built in a Romanesque revival style, so they used, like, round, arched, pre-Gothic medieval style that began in the United States in the mid-1840s, and it became so popular that most of the buildings in that area kind of uh, adopted that look. So that's why, you know, St. Augustine has that very unique look to it. Mm -hmm. um, the construction was actually financed by Henry Flagler, who struck a deal with the county for $10,000 because the former jail building stood on the land that Flagler needed for the construction of his Ponce de, de Leon Hotel. Okay. So he was very particular, Henry, was very particular about making sure that the prison fit in with the rest of the uh, scenery of St. Augustine because he didn't want his guests to, like, look out of the hotel and see a prison. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to go... Here, spend money at this hotel, but also look at our prisoners. Yeah, look at our prisoners. See, and over here to your left, you can see our prisoners. These are our Spanish War uh, prisoners. Yeah. So he wanted the jail to look like it fit in with the scenery. Um, and so the old jail, it served as St. John's County Jail until 1953. Um, after which, the jail facilities were then moved to a new, more modern building, and then the vacant old jail became, uh, excuse me, the vacant old jail building was sold to an entrepreneur uh, named Henry Slim McDaniel, who began operating the remarkably well-preserved building as a roadside tourist attraction. So the jail was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1987. Okay. Yeah, so that's a little bit of blurb, but to get more into it, so when it was originally built... Um, it was built to house up to 72 male prisoners and 12 women. The two-story northern wing of the jail consisted of a general population and maximum security area and a women's section and a lower-level kitchen. Six women would share a cell. Uh, they were responsible for cooking the food for the prisoners as well as cleaning. So they were basically prison maids. I was about to say this, like, almost, like, because around that time, it was still slavery, Correct in that in Saint Augustine yeah. around that time roughly yeah mm -hmm. so I feel like maybe that's kind of well I mean even today prisoners are basically used as slaves yeah let's just be honest yeah so it's like oh hey you're in jail so let's go ahead and make we're going to utilize stuff. you to do everything but yeah also, exactly mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes the women that were jailed didn't even commit any crimes. They were just someone of low reputation. So sometimes, like, some women were like, oh, hey, you're low reputation because, oh, my God, you showed your ankles. Go to jail. <gasps> Not the like, ankles. I don't think it was really showing your ankles. I'm going yeah. above and beyond in that one. But, yeah, even women of low reputation could just be tossed in. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, the men's section, there would be four beds to a cell, but more, they would always shove more than four people into that cell. Um, so the maximum security housed the most dangerous prisoner, prisoners at the jail, and that was the death row, and the, there was a death row mm-hmm. sentenced area for those condemned to die. And they made sure that when they built that, the death row, that the windows, all the windows, would face the gallows. Wow. So every day, when you wake up... This is what your fate is. That's, you're looking at your fate right wow. outside your window. So a total of eight men were hung at the gallows on the jail compound during its history. I'll get into that more later. But overall, the conditions at the jail for those serving uh, varying sentences were quite poor by modern standards, and prisoners were typically used as free farm laborers during the day, and everybody had to work. And if for some reason you weren't able to work out in the fields, then you had to work out in the garden in front. Honestly, if it was me, I'd be like, (coughs) can I work in the garden? Garden, please. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would rather. (laughs) But the thing is, there was also no plumbing. So baths were infrequent, and toilet facilities consisted of one bucket per cell. Ew. Yeah. Gross. So even though plumbing was installed by 1914, Mm -hmm. women still went without plumbing until the jail closed in, I want to say, like, 1953. Yeah. Ew. It's like, the f- um, yeah, can I, uh, I need to use the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And just like the six people in that jail cell using the bucket and Guys, they had to empty it out the windows. While I'm using the bucket. <laughs> they literally had to like dump the bucket out the windows. And the thing is these windows, there was no glass or covering. Yeah. It was just purely an opening. Just purely just bars. Mm, no, that's it. Um, their diet was extremely poor, too, uh, and typically they were supplemented by animals that the prisoners caught maybe while working in the fields. So here's one of our field mice. Yeah. Um, enjoy, all six of you women. <laughs> I know, right? You take the tail, you take an eye. Ooh, claw. Thank you. Oh, my God. Those poor mice. Mm. I love mice. <laughs> mice, I want to be friends with the mice. So uh, let's see here. The two-story southern wing of the jail consisted of an office for the sheriff and living quarters for his deputies. However, however, it was believed that for many years the sheriffs and their families did live on, live on the property, but during the restoration project done a few years ago, it was actually discovered that the sheriffs lived off-site. Okay. So I believe, no, it has, I haven't done the day tour since... Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not entirely too sure if they updated it because I know that when I was watching Ghost Hunters on this episode, or excuse me, on this particular Building. topic, mm-hmm. um, the jail had a section where it was like, oh, and this is where the sheriff lived. <laughs> so I'm not sure if they updated it since, but who knows? Hmm. Um, as I was saying, um, the conditions of the structure were relatively harsh. Uh, one of the first issues was that the only water source in the jail was for drinking, And so because of that, baths were infrequent. And again, as we said, you know, there was no plumbing, so baths were infrequent. Toilet facilities consisted of one bucket per cell that we said. And the wetter conditions on the external area of the structure were often much the same as the inside. So if it was hot outside, it was even hotter on the inside because that freaking jail turned into an oven. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, it's it's just strictly bricks. I mean, yeah. literally, it did turn it into literally a brick turned oven. into an oven. 
And the same occurred during the winter months. And even though we do live in Florida, I mean, we don't have that crazy northern wind chill or whatever. But also you have to take into the fact that this was the 1800s onto the 1950s where there wasn't a lot of pollution going on. Exactly. The 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 winters were probably more wintry than we experience nowadays. Most likely, yeah. And so when it was cold... It was cold. It was cold. (laughs) So when it was hot, it was hot. When it was cold, it was cold. Uh, Most of the beds were composed of Spanish moss that grew and still grows rapidly in the Florida area. Uh, The moss was used to fill mattresses. Mm -hmm. But you know those little tiny red bugs? Yep. I was about to say, they live in the moss. Yep. So those and other pests that uh, that are native to the moss would infect the beds. So they would literally sleep... In, not in, but like on mattresses filled with this moss and these little tiny little red bugs just crawling all over you, biting you. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. So, and generally, like, that's really the only thing that they had. To receive a blanket, it was practically unheard of. And even a pillow was even more unheard of. So if you had a blanket or a pillow, you were, like, living the dream I don't think I would want a pillow, though, if it was still filled with Spanish moss and those little bugs. But desperate times, man. Desperate times come with desperate measures. And in that type of a situation, I think it's one of those, like, you take what you get if you're lucky. Um, So because of, you know, everything and the harsh conditions, um, a lot of people did die because of sickness. Um, It was very common, especially dysentery. I believe that. You died of dysentery. dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was such a fun game. Oh, I love the Oregon Trail. Sorry, I played that. <laughs> way off topic now. <laughs> I don't care. I played that game when I was a kid in middle school, like even elementary school, middle school. I'm showing my age here because thirty-six years old and I'm turning thirty-seven in November. <laughs> I'm an old, old hag. No, you're fine. But yeah, no, that was oh my gosh, and all everybody they have it. They have it as a board game now. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Oh my god, I would die of dysentery every time. <laughs> every time, I, I I don't think I ever You've died of dysentery. I've never survived. You have cholera. <laughs> Yay. Yay! You have to eat one of your ox. No. Shit. So back on topic. Um, but yeah, so a lot of like a lot the the disease, disease most likely was dysentery because mm-hmm. of the, just the poor poor conditions. So. Um, out of the eight prisoners that were hanged, so there were a total of eight prisoners that were hanged during this time. Only two were accused of murder. Only two? Only two. Were on death row accused of murder. Now, I tried very hard to find out what the other six did, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't really find any information on that. So I, I probably didn't look hard enough. And there's probably people that are screaming into their phone. There are probably people, like, right now in their cars, like, if there were six people that did this, why aren't you covering that? You know, probably. But anyway. Witchcraft. Right. But there were only two that were accused of murder. Their first one was Sim Jackson. He was hanged in 1908 after murdering his wife with a straight razor, nearly beheading her with a straight razor in 1906. Sweeney Todd vibes. Right. <laughs> And then another uh, gentleman uh, named Charlie Powell, he was hanged in 1910, and he was accused of killing a man for spreading rumors about his wife. Well, okay. I mean, I 
I understand that. Like, I would also probably do that if somebody was spreading rumors. Right? Depending on rumors. If someone was spreading rumors about me, would you kill them? Violently. He said violently. Yay. See? I mean, no. I mean, no. (laughs) Don't do that. Please don't. (laughs) True love right there. So people would flock to the jail on execution days because it was like, oh, my God, it's execution day. Yay. Yeah. Bring out your Sunday vest. We're going to all want an execution. Execution. Execution day. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so <laughs> not right and so disrespectful. Wow. <laughs> so this is why Robert the doll. This is probably why Robert the doll <laughs> made me get into an accident on Monday. I hate to, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Oh no. Oh dear God, save me. But yeah, people would flock to the jail on execution days. It was such a show that people would climb telephone poles just to get a good view. Wow. Uh, the crowds, the crowds did get so insane though, that the County just had to stop announcing when the exact time of the hangings occurred. Um, they would basically just be like, hey, so we're going to have a hanging, but it's going to be in between this time frame. So that way, like, not everybody is there at once. So let's get on to the actual ghosts. Yes. You know, what we're actually talking about here. So when I was there, um, I personally didn't, I mean, even though there was a lot of death and horribleness, um, Maybe it was just because of the type of tour it was, because there was a reenactor that was there, and he was kind of making light of everything. So probably because of that, if the feeling of it wasn't very oppressed, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you get into that situation, it's like very an oppressed feeling. Yeah. I didn't really get that vibe. Um, but at the same time, because of the situation that was at hand, I guess my brain was like, oh, let's just focus on this. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> One of the most famous ghosts that still reside the old jail today goes by the name of Sheriff Joe Perry. Um, in 1889, uh, Sheriff Joe Perry was sworn in as a sheriff in St. John's County, Florida, and he held the office for 26 years, and he was the longest-serving sheriff in Florida history. Wow. Yeah. So he stood at about 6'6", 300 pounds, and he was big enough to bring on the baddest of the bad. He would literally just go up even to, like, Louisiana, Georgia, and hunt these people down and drag them back to Florida and be like, "Mm." yeah. Hmm. So he is claimed to uh, be roaming the halls of the prison. Um, There's actually an animatronic version of him. At the prison? At the prison, standing. um, When you first walk into the jail cell, like the main section, there's, like, two floors of the cells. And on this second floor, there's like a little bit of a landing with like balcony landing thing. And he's standing right there. It's the creepiest thing. I don't like it. It's a, it's a nope. It's a Mm-mm. nope to where um, one of the workers, this was on, uh, I was watching Ghost Hunters last night about this. Uh, one of the workers, when she was doing her pre-morning check, diagnostics on the animatronic, make sure everything was running smoothly, she said that when there was a pause in his speech, and in that pause, she heard a, good morning, Sarah, that was basically his voice. Ugh. I was just like. Run away. Run away, like, Sarah. Uh, Get out there. <laughs> Are you going to throw me in jail, too? Um, That's creepy that he knew her name. 
I mean, if it's a spirit, I mean, generally, I'm pretty sure that spirits get to know, if it's a museum or something like that, I'm pretty sure that the spirits would get to know. I know, know but I think in my head, there. I constantly think that the spirits around that time are stuck in that time and don't really know what's going on, know what's going on or acknowledge like other people. They're just throughout living their life like they would back in that time. That's yeah. why in my head, I'm like, oh my God. That's pretty like residual though. Like a lot of that's like residual hauntings True. where people are just kind of stuck. That's why they say like if um, you see a spirit walking into a wall, if you look at the plans for the original building, sometimes there may have been a door there. So they're just following the same path that they would, that they're used to. Well, that, and also sometimes if it was to be, and you looked at the plans and there wasn't a door there, you got to look at the, look at the history of the land as well. Maybe there was a different building. Exactly. Yeah. So there's ooh. that too. Yeah. So there was also a sweet smell that seemed, cons- that seemed to consistently hang in the air of the haunted prison. Um, it reflected that of molasses, molasses, because uh, <laughs> English is awesome. It reflects that of molasses. Uh, regardless of the cleaning efforts, the smell still seems to be related to the hauntings that occur in the structure. There's also a smell of urine that would also creep up sometimes. I, but I can believe that because everybody used a bucket exactly. or they just peed and, where they peed. Well, the thing is that urine does have a tendency to calcify yeah. and... Linger. Because of how many years that that place was open and utilized as a prison and the fact that they had no plumbing and people were just kind of pissing wherever, it's not a surprise yeah. that you would still smell the lingering effects of that. Especially since stone does tend to absorb yeah. the liquids around it. So it's... And then calcify. Calcified and, then and it's just there. It's just going to be there forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> Um, many individuals also, uh, that reside in the neighborhood of the jail, um, they would sometimes hear the barking of dogs on a regular basis. Um, and it's believed that these are the spiritual hounds of Sheriff Perry. Okay. So apparently his ghost dogs are roaming around. Uh, certain tunes have also been heard in the jail, almost as if someone is slightly humming them. One of the songs distinctively reflects that of Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Just imagine swing just singing. Low, swing sweet low. chariot. Sorry. I, you know, <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. You should go on tour. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> but you have a goal. You have a goal. I do have a goal, but I'm not going on tour for singing. <laughs> <laughs> so... That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so many areas of the old jail, uh, you can hear footsteps with the sound of distinct chains moving in motion with the steps. It is believed that these are the soul of the spirits that are still held captive even after death. Um, also, the sounds of shouts and wails uh, can sometimes be heard, only to discover that there's no actual physical person present to make those sounds. Hmm. There has also been reporting of being grabbed or touched. Uh, there was actually a person who was grabbed, and it turned into a struggle And uh, as he felt the spirit attempt to push him down the stairs. There was actually an imprint. Like, you could see the impression of a hand in Ooh. his chest as he was struggling to get away. Ooh. Yeah. Um, some people think that that may have been um, one of the death row inmates or maybe even sheriff himself. Who knows? Then there was another one. 
Now, this one kind of got me, and I couldn't get much more information on it, and I wish I could. But apparently people are reporting to see something that is called the Crawler. Uh... That in itself is like that name itself is just creepy. It's just a huge fat. It's like a huge big fat nope. Mm-hmm. Um, so the crawler is known to crawl really low to the floor of the main cell block and follow people. No, thank you. So think bye. of like <laughs> think of like um, the ring. Yeah. No, I hate anything that crawls like. That's just terrifying in general. Is just the whole like dislocation like of yes. the arms and legs as they're just creepy crawling, like all jerkily like. Which yeah, like the the jerks of like the nurses from Silent Hill. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Yo, by the way, that Silent Hill house at Haunted, at Haunted Horror Nights, Halloween Haunted Horror Nights. That was Haunted. Yes, Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween yes. Horror Nights. <laughs> I work there, and I can't even like. Say words. I, I can't even say words or even like properly discuss what you know. The, oh my gosh, Halloween Horror Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, the Silent Hill House at Halloween. I even Horror Nights. worked Horror Nights like one year, and I can't even say it properly. Oh my god, Universal's like why? Um. So there was a, also, um, there was a story where there was a worker that was upstairs and all the doors below started banging. Now it's to say that these are heavy, heavy iron Mm -hmm. doors. Um, apparently they all started banging and when the workers went to the edge of the platform, everything just stopped and it was so silent. You could hear a pin drop. Uh, there was also a door in death row that on a tour swung shut by itself. It took nearly six minutes to open the door back up. Wow. Cause it was like someone was holding it shut. Mm-hmm. Um, in the ghost hunters episode, there was an EMF reading done. Um, and for those who don't know what an EMF is, an EMF reader is electric magnetic fields. Um, I actually have an EMF reader right here. Thank you. One day I just got to turn this thing on while we're talking and see if we get anything. Right now it's at zero. There's nothing. Well, we did have one day where it was acting up a bit when we turned it on. Yeah. um, There was one day where I turned it on because Kyle thought he heard something Mm -hmm. on his parents' door. And I went over there. I'm like, holy oh, shit, it's going rapping. insane. And I realized it. No, I realized it was actually the washer because the washer was going uh, on. Yeah. So it was picking up the leg, the, uh, <laughs> the EMF of the washer. And I was like, oh, JK, it's not a ghost. It's the washer. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the it's thing. It's our but, haunted laundry. It's a haunted laundry. Yo, bitch, do my laundry. <laughs> we talked about that in the first episode about the laundry yes, basket. I'm like, yo, if you're going to haunt this house, you're going to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. So... Going back, so in the Ghost, uh, Ghost Hunters episode, there was actually an EMF reader done, and with EMF, again, it's electro- electronic magnetic field. You have to be careful when doing EMF readings because EMFs can bleed from electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, they can bleed from the washing machine or the, dish, uh, the, the laundry. It yeah. can bleed from um, any other type of electronic stuff. Your anything phone, that has your, phones, yeah, anything. anything. So you have to be really careful when doing EMF readings. And when you do an EMF, EMF reading, it's always good to do a base mm-hmm. to see where EMF fields are 
and then go from there. So they did their base and everything. And then there was one point in the jail cell where there's nothing in there that can cause any type of like naturally natural EMF readings. So it would go off every once in a while and it was actually localized to one of the cells. So they sat in the cell and they just saw it like move. And as they did that, they felt a cold spot every so often. Ooh. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then all of a sudden it just disappeared. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then also uh, one other thing, uh, an EVP, which is electronic voice phenomena, uh, was caught where mm-hmm. basically you just heard a bunch of whispering, almost like a conversation. And in there it was like little whispering conversation and then you're like doors swinging, even though mm-hmm. there was nothing. There was nothing moving. There or was nothing like moving that. and it was completely silent, silent. This was all like in the actual recording, but like not physically mm-hmm. happening at that moment. So, but that's basically what I have on old St. John's jail. And it's definitely something that I would like to go back to during yeah, the definitely. day and get the actual full tour of it. Yeah. But when and I I'm went totally down, <laughs> I, I wanted to, I tried to get like EVPs. Like yeah. I tried to do like an EVP thing when I was on the tour, like at night, but because there's just so much talking around, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit here and just, so yeah. maybe next time I'll bring my EMF reader and see where, and you just can... like myself and just see where everything. Yeah. yeah. Cause that would be kind of cool. Well, can you do tours by yourself or do you have to have a tour yeah, guide? It's with a group. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. So what do you got for me? What you got? What you got? So I, following with St. Augustine, um, talk about one of my favorite bed and breakfasts. <gasps> yes. I love um, bed and breakfasts. I had never actually been to one and I would love to go. I love them so much because it is like you literally go into someone's house and oh you're my like, gosh. all right, the history of this house. Nice. Um, so the one I'm going to be talking about today is going is called St. Francis Inn, and it's actually on the National Register of Historic Places, um, dating from 1791. Oh, wow. So it's f- the oldest inn in St. Augustine. Okay. Um, it was actually... The in dates from the city's second Spanish um, colonial period. So its architecture as well does reflect the early residents of the beautifulness of St. Augustine mm-hmm. with the nice... Um, with the Romanesque revival style that we were talking about. Exactly. Yep. Um, so we're going to start by talking about the first owner. His name was Gaspar Garcia. He was the property's first owner and was a military man as well. Um, he was a sergeant in the 3rd Battalion of the Infantry Regiment of Cuba. Oh. And he was granted the lot in 1791 um, by the King of Spain. Hmm. So shortly after, he built his home there, and in 1802, the property was purchased by another individual, a sea captain by the name of Juan Rugiers. Um. His family held it until the early years of the American rule in Florida. So it had been there for quite a while. So about in 1838 was when it became pretty much an inn. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of families had been, had lived there, I should say. Lots of families had lived there. A lot of the families that were there um, basically came from slavery. Mm. So we had lots of military people and then also people, when the slavery came to an end by England rule, 
is when its next owner came, and he was from Barbados. Okay. And him and his family lived there. Uh, his name was Colonel Thomas Henry Dumet. Or, or Dumet, yeah. How do, you, how do you spell it? D-U-M-M-E-T-T. Dumet. Dumet. Maybe. I think that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he grew up on the Caribbean island of Barbados and retired from Britain's Royal Marines and began a sugar plantation with his wife, Mary. They had 11 children. Only six lived to adulthood. Oh, wow. So, you know, this lot has a lot of history. With, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and what year was this roughly? Uh, this was roughly in 1819. Yeah, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from there, we had lots of other owners. Um, after Colonel Dumet's death, his daughter Anna, um, who never married, converted the family home into a lodging establishment and raised her nieces and nephews there. And then it became the inn, is what we call it now, mm-hmm. or the St. Francis Inn, I should say. So it should be noted that the inn was not always called St. Francis Inn. It actually went through nine different name changes throughout its history. Oh, wow. So the first one uh, was called the Teahand House. Uh, the second was the Hudson House. Then you had the Valencia Annex, which was named after uh, the Valencia Hotel that was located actually right across the street. So it was kind of the, that little location. Uh, you also have the Amity Apartments, the Salt Air Apartments, the Palms, the Graham, the Graham House, and then you have the Garcia Dumet House. And then not until 1948 that the end was christened the St. Francis Inn. Okay. So that's just a little bit of history about St. Francis Inn. So let's talk about their haunting. Yes, please. And can we go? Yes, because I love this place so much. Have you stayed there before? <laughs> hmm? Have you stayed there before? I have not, but every time I've gone, I've driven past it and I'm just like, oh, I've been so drawn to it. You know, I think I'm, because it was the, the oldest inn in St. Augustine, then I was like, it's got to have tons of ghosts in there. Oh, God, yes. I want to, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go. I want to see how much it is. So continue. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, so lots of different things have been recorded. Um, one of the ghosts' name is Lily, and this is a story of actually one of the owners, um, Dumet's daughter, actually married this man. His name is William Hardy, Major William Hardy, who lived in the inn with the wife of uh, Colonel Dumet's daughter, where he actually fell in love with one of his uh, servants. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So uh, Major Hardy owned the inn during the middle of the 19th century, sorry, 19th century, and he fell in love with Lily, one of the young black servant girls. Um. She is believed to have been a beautiful slave woman from Barbados as well. Mm-hmm. And they would sneak into rooms of the inn and carry on with their secret love affair. Oh, fun. And it wasn't until uh, his uncle, a military officer, caught them while he was married that he uh, basically dismissed the servant and ordered his nephew to never see her again. Oh, no. Which, drew, which drove... Uh, Major Hardy into major depress major depression to where he actually killed himself. Oh no! And there's been different histories as to how he actually killed himself. It, a lot of people have recorded that 
you know, he hung himself in one of their rooms that they carried their love affair in on. Yeah. Um, there are some that have reported that, no, he threw himself from the third floor balcony sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's said that he actually does not haunt that room, but Lily does. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It is said that she haunts the room longing for her lover. And it's been recorded by people who've actually stayed in the room, called Lily's room, I should say. Okay. Um, it's on the third floor. And a lot of people have heard things being thrown around um, where they woke up and they found either their bags with all the insides scattered across. But people have reported that when the bag was thrown, it didn't sound like it fell. It sounded like it had been literally thrown. Oh, my gosh. And you said that was Lily's room? Lily's room, yes. Huh. Um, Note to self. Don't stay in (laughs) Lily's room. Uh, Guests and employees have reported apparitions of her walking through the um, the inn itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's dressed in all white. Most have seen her in the halls. And then um, she also does not like when certain music is played. Really? And uh, it's said that they can be playing music and all of a sudden everything will be turned off when it comes to certain popular songs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, is that Rihanna son again? I am going to mute this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. Another uh, report by Lily, who or guests who have stayed in Lily's room, mm-hmm. have also noticed that like certain bags have been filled with water but nothing else in the room is wet bags like their cosmetic bags or like their luggage bags yo that's not okay (laughs) um there was also a one day when it was raining i guess one of the windows was open Mm -hmm. and there was a like someone had sat on the windowsill but nobody's there and it was a dry spot just like had someone had been sitting there during the rain. Oh my gosh. And they've noticed that it never got wet when the rain was coming in. So they were like, maybe she was sitting there, maybe something. But yeah, it's been reported for that as well. That sounds cool. Um, it's also said that when guests have stayed there and were sleeping, um, a young bride, her and her new husband had been awoken and the bride was like she'd been Awakened by a very passionate kiss. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and the, the new bride was very surprised to find her husband asleep next to her, but she had been awoken by this kiss. Yeah. I, oh, Do they not? Uh, ghost? I think it was the soldier lover, I would assume. Probably. I would hope, unless Lily swings that way. Nothing yeah. wrong about that, but. I know, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's creepy. I, I, yo, consent, man. I know. <laughs> consent. Um, lots of reports for sounds of whispering and moans Ugh. in the room. And then throughout the building, uh, lights and coffee makers going on and off, unassisted radio stations being changed as witnesses watched, locked doors found opens, and then showers starting randomly. <laughs> It's like, Um, take a hint. (laughs) Shout A lot of things had also been found that when they rearranged the furniture, the pictures, and stuff like that, falling books, have been reported because of that. Oh, my gosh. Um, So 
a lot of things is, well, is it just one ghost? Is it multiple? But they found uh, most of them have come from Lily and her lover. And another cool fact is that they actually had psychics come in mm-hmm. and monitor the house. And one of the psychic- psychics reported that Lily and her lover were not reunited in the afterlife. Really? So they just longingly search for each other oh, in this inn, which so is really, sad. really sad. Well, what about the wife? Like, is the wife, do they know if the wife is haunting it too? Kind of like a, so like an angry triangle type thing? I was not able to find information on that, but okay. it is said that the wife, um, one, once the husband became kind of ill, mm-hmm. she was just like out of the picture kind of. Okay. Like there wasn't any reports on her, which is very sad. That is sad. Yeah. Oh. I mean, but still. Um, also... Another report that I'm going to actually just found, which is really cool. Ooh. Um, it is said that a man, a male guest actually f- woke up in the middle of the night underneath his bed, trapped. What? Yeah. And they actually had to get staff members to help get him out from under the bed. What? Yeah. He just reported having strange dreams and woke up in the, like, woke up and was under his bed trapped. <laughs> That's frightening. It's very scary, but a lot of people, when they reported these things, said that they were never felt threatened or stuff. They just felt like random people just going about their day. It wasn't very, it wasn't mean spirited or anything like that. They just, just they just constantly had these experiences with these ghosts. So at least the ghosts of the inn are not horrible. No, and I mean, I mean, it's good because I mean, I guess they just want to make their presence known. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna be like, "Hey, we're here too. We're people like you, only we're dead." So, but the whole waking up under the bed thing, yeah, that's like how I'm wondering if his like maybe did he sleepwalk? Well, the thing is, is this was reported not in Lily's room. It was in a different room. Okay, so they think maybe it was from a different ghost of the of the. That, like, dragged him out of bed and shoved yeah, him underneath? Yeah, it was him and his wife were staying at the inn up in a room other than Lily's where him and his wife fell asleep quickly but had trouble staying asleep. Mm. They had strange sensations overcame him suddenly in which he felt like someone was entering his consciousness without without that feeling being good or evil. Okay. It was just a very neutral... Presence. Conscience, yeah. Um so after he left the room to see if a short walk would help, and then he returned to bed only to find that he felt the same feeling. He attempted to allow it to become stronger, and after what he thought was a long time, he shook off the feeling and went for another walk and some coffee. Finally, he came back and was able to fall asleep. However, when he woke up in the morning, he had been under the bed. That's bizarre. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, like, because there is always the possibility that maybe he slept, walked, and did that. Because I remember a time when I was living in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I had a bunk bed type deal where it was like a bed on top with a futon on the bottom. And I woke up in the middle of me climbing down the back. So between the wall and the bed itself. Yeah. Where I woke up and I'm like literally halfway climbing down. Well, weird. Yeah, I I don't know why I I, 
Apparently. I mean, it can totally be explained as maybe sleepwalking or, I mean, it's definitely harder to fall asleep in places you aren't familiar with. Yeah. And sometimes you do get those weird feelings and blah, blah, blah. So maybe it was something to that effect that he was just like, I'm just going to blame it on the ghost. Or the ghost is just like, hey, you want to play a prank? I'm going to pull this guy out of bed and I'm going to shove him underneath it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like I said, this, this inn has gone through nine different changes of the names yeah with multiple owners so who knows what ghosts can actually linger there i mean most have been reported because of lily and her and her lover but it could literally be anything that's pretty crazy oh my god we need to go there we need to i was looking it up the prices the prices for like two people it's like 360 some odd dollars but that's on a weekend though so We'll find we'll find a time and we'll go oh, and we'll do EMF readings and we'll EVP everything oh my God, we and do all those have things. our own experiences. We will choose from the grave. Paranormal investigations. Oh dun, my, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Oh my God! <laughs> Monster truck sounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Monster demon sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No. But yeah, that's just a little bit from the St. Francis Inn. That is awesome. We definitely need to go check that yes. out at some point. Because it's only like an hour or so away from us. No, it's like two hours. Yeah, it's, 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 like two it's hours. a pretty decent drive, but like still, St. Augustine. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay everywhere. I want to do all the things. Do all the things. Let's do it. We'll do it. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Stephanie, where can they find us? They can find us. I like at- that look that you gave me, by the way. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Only because I didn't actually hear what you said. And then I was like, wait, she just said, where, where can, can they we... find us? They can find us at www.cheersfromthegrave.com, on Twitter at cheersfromgrave, on Instagram at cheersfromthegrave, and on Facebook at cheersfromthegrave. From the it's kind of easy. It's very easy, except for that Twitter one. Yeah. And then uh, we also have a Patreon, uh, Patreon, Patreon account, which is Cheers from the Grave. Um, all that information can be found on our website, cheersfromthegrave.com, under contact. Um, if you want to become a Patreon donor, we have two tiers, a $2 and a $5 tier, um, both of which have uh, different types of perks. Also, if you have any personal stories yes, things that you would like to share with us and our listeners, you can email us at cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. Yeah. And we would love to have your stories. We, our inbox is looking kind of sad. I mean, we got some, which yeah. is nice. But there, we want to do enough to do an episode of Strictly You Guys. So please yeah. send us what you have. I am currently sitting on two emails right now that we have yet to actually read yet. Um, one from Sebastian in Colombia, and then there's another one um, named Jeff, who's one of our listeners. And Ooh. but I'm I'm saving those because I want to do an episode like I want to do an episode where it's like just eat, let's just do you guys, and we mm-hmm. can't do that if we don't have enough content. So please, 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 please send us your paranormal. You, it doesn't even have to be paranormal. It can be, like, true crime. It can be conspiracy theory. It can be whatever the heck you Honestly, want to Honestly, like, we want to hear from you. Who is so. that guy walking around? Is he, like... He was jogging. And then oh, the car okay. came, so he was waiting to cross the street. Anyway, yes, we would love to hear stuff from you. It does yes. not have to be strictly paranormal or demons or possessions. We will take true crime. So, honestly, or conspiracy. please... Conspiracy theories yeah. are my favorite. Please send me 
your favorite conspiracy theory. Yeah, Stephanie is a huge conspiracy theory. Maybe we should do a conspiracy theory episode where oh you can gosh. talk about conspiracy theories. The Denver theory. airport. I would be so over that. Oh. Was, the what? The Denver airport. Oh my God, I love, I I flew, I've been, I have family that live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I fly into that airport all the time and I just absolutely love, love it. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. But anyway, back on topic. Um, that before uh, before your text message decided to set off my EMF reader. Um, yes. <laughs> Patreon. Um, I, we just recently received um, actual like cards because um, yes. I re, um, so if you join us at the five dollar tier, you will get an actual physical letter in the mail. Yeah, because that is still a thing. Physical yes, letters, and we love sending ma- letters in the mail. Yes, because we are like a thousand years old. We are ancient. <laughs> so yeah, if you join us at the five dollar tier, you mean you'll get a handwritten letter. Well, not handwritten. It's more like it's pre-written, but we signed it. We signed so. it. We physically signed it, and we physically touched it. <laughs> like that means anything to anybody. Um, two dollar tier, you know, you'll get a shout out, and you'll also get a little personal message. I'll send you guys a message saying, "Hey, thank you." You know, all this other stuff, and there's a bunch of other perks. Um, we do have that one person that joined us at the two dollar tier, um, and then we actually have to start getting stuff on there to make it worth your while. So. Yes, but yeah, so that was that's that. And also, if you if there's a some sort of story that you would like to, us to cover. Go ahead and send that to us, Yeah, too. email us. We'd love to have your input. We'd love to have what you want to hear more about so we can go ahead and get that underway. Yeah, please. You can you can uh, do this on you can do this on Facebook. You can message us on Facebook. Uh, you can email us, Twitter. Slide into the DMs of mm-hmm. our Instagram or Twitter or whatever and just say, hey, I have a – this is a story that I think you guys should cover. Please, please. Please. Swipe we right will on take, that spooky stuff. Yeah, we will take all the suggestions <laughs> because – I mean, I'm not saying it does this hard, but sometimes it can be like, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about this next episode? Because I don't know how I'm going to talk about Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So please help us out with that. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to give a little bit of a quick shout out to my third shifters over at work. Uh, they sometimes... What's up, third shifters? Third shifters. They, uh, they sometimes listen to our podcast um, overnight while they're at work. Um, they, because uh, for those that know me, uh, I do work at Universal, uh, Universal Studios, and I work in a warehouse, and... That you a warehouse crew. I'm a warehouse crew. Yo, I just work in the office. I don't actually, like, do... I don't actually pick the products, but... Um, but we do have a third shift that delivers everything, and I just wanted to say a quick shout-out to them, especially the Joey, who's... My supervisor, who used to be my supervisor on first shift, and now he's over on third shift, and he left us forever, and it made me sad. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Joey's awesome, and he makes me sad that he's gone. But it's okay. And then Will's also there, too. Billiam. Billiam William. He's also another supervisor. So they all tend to listen while they're doing walkthroughs. So, hey, guys. Hi, y'all. I miss you. <laughs> all right. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Erica. And this is... Cheers from from the grave. grave.